Welcome back to another episode of Friends from Work. I'm Robbie, he's Kyle, and this is a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kyle, did you watch the Super Bowl last week? (laughs) I love that epic (laughs) pause before that question. I did. I am a diehard football fan. Did you? I did. I did. I would actually be very surprised if you didn't watch the Super Bowl. Um, I know. But... But I felt like I had to ask because while the game itself was actually pretty crazy, the commercials offered something, offered a few things actually on the Marvel front. Yeah, we got to see a glimpse of some new scenes, maybe from Black Widow. I thought that was pretty cool. But that was cool. I think the jaw-dropping thing for me was that quick little spot for all the new Disney Plus shows. Yes, I, which I yeah, I was not expecting. When that it started with just the shield, you know, oh god, and then Kyle, started zooming out. So and I was cool. like, I know, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, what's happening? It's happening. I didn't know this was coming tonight. So, <laughs> no, um, I was, I was looking at it, and it like took my brain a second to process what I was seeing, and I was like, wait, that's Cap Shield, and it's still. I know. There. I didn't know if it was going to be like a joke commercial or something. Yeah. Oh, it was such a like such a cool way to open that with Sam throwing it into the trees. Like it's just. And like the shot that we get of um, Zemo and yes, my boy. Oh, gosh, it was just like it, it looks really cool. Question: Is there potential for Sam to take over your Captain America love at some point? <laughs> Ooh, you? wow! Is is that potential there or not really? I, I you know I I think it yeah I think the potential's there. It's going to be hard because, you know, again, at this point, we're just so invested in these characters like we've talked about over and over again. But the reason I think the potential is there is because I I think Sam has always been set up as he's a little jokier and a little bit more lighthearted than Steve, but he has the Mm -hmm. same kind of core to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I like that he that he is is very much kind of like loyalty above all else. Um, and sort of, I love like, that you're, you know, you're having to, do a, you're having to do a character analysis now live on this podcast. Cause I asked that. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I could see it though. One of the things I love about doing this podcast with you is that I feel like I know a ton about these movies. I'm very knowledgeable about the actual infinity saga films, but as we kind of go forward into this new content stuff, I haven't seen before, obviously I, <laughs> You know, I've never been that comic book guy, and I don't, like, go online and read all kinds of fan theories. So when these things come out, they are truly shocking to me, whereas I feel like you know a little bit more about them or, like, you have some precursor of knowledge of where we could start theorizing. But, A, that's why I like talking to you. And, B, (laughs) that's why sometimes trailers like last night caught me so off guard. So total transparency, when I saw the WandaVision thing, I was like, what in the world is this a joke? I didn't. I didn't know anything about <laughs> a possible sitcom, and I was so unsettled with it. I texted you like, "What was that one division?" You texted like, "You don't like it, do you?" And I was like, "Whoa, relax." But here's what: the more and more I've thought about that the last week or so, right? I can't get it out of my head, and I'm kind of loving it more and more. I'm thinking to myself like. Wow, this would be really refreshing if they did something yes. so fresh and so new that it it makes me go, "What the heck are they doing?" That could actually end up being a good thing. Oh no, I totally agree because it goes back to I mean we've referenced this a few times, but it's the difference between what you are craving as a fan and what you actually need it from, well, and let's from like pause a more there interesting because- story perspective. 
just to make it clear with our audience, I am not craving more and more epic villains right away. That's my right. thing. It's like, I don't want a new Thanos right away because I loved him right. so much. But that's kind of why I think I'm liking this because I yeah. was like, wait, this is so weird and different. But then I'm like, yes, that's what I'm hoping for. That's well, what I, I think, should be asking for. I think the genius of, and especially having moved WandaVision up to this year, what I love is that we, and we can talk about Loki in a second, but I feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier feels like it is very much meant to be a continuation of the Captain America trilogy tonally. You know, it's going to be a little bit more realistic. Right. I'm expecting it to be kind of like Winter Soldier, specifically yeah. that movie in vibe. Which is awesome. And and is kind of a safe play at this point. Not in a bad way, but it's like an easy tone continuation that most people are going to be pretty into. I think it'll also probably fit the tone of Black Widow, which and right. maybe they'll even link together some, you know, but... Then I feel like WandaVision is a huge swing, which I kind of love. So I think it's a it's a good one-two in terms of getting this Disney Plus corner of the universe off to a good start. I think that that's to me really intriguing. And and again, what we've talked about, you know, specifically about Endgame, the way that Kevin Feige and and Marvel and the Russo brothers took some big swings there and did some kind of objectively weird stuff in a way that I think really pushes some characters and pushes us as fans. And so I think WandaVision is is definitely looking to be that. I also want to do a shout out without getting too much into the comic book stuff around it because it's pulling from a lot of different stories um, and, and we'll get to those as we get closer to the show. But one comic that I think it's definitely taking some inspiration from is a story by Tom King called The Vision. It's like a 12-part miniseries that came out a few years ago that's just one of the best comics I've ever read. Uh, and it's it's just, it's like critically acclaimed. It, it's fantastic. So if you're listening and you, and you kind of want to get a little bit acquainted with what could provide some source material, I would just recommend that anyway because it's such a good read. Right. I'm trying not to get too excited yet. I know they always twist the comics. I know they always right. kind of play off that, which I love. But when you texted me the other day that you had heard that this WandaVision show might be actually inspired by a comic where Wanda went crazy after yeah, Vision yeah, yeah. died and made up a life where like they had a family together. When I read that, I kind of got chills thinking, oh, that's kind of a totally new dope thing that, oh, I just, so I went from yeah. like, what the heck was that to I'm really excited. Yeah. I mean, and again, like, you know, you talk about not knowing what's coming because you're not a comic reader, but I have sort of a totally different relationship that that's also like I'm constantly surprised because I never know what they're going to pull from what they're not going to pull from you know like for instance Civil War is this really famous comic that looks very different than the movie we got based on it and so it's okay. like even though you know you can look at certain beats it almost adds a, another element for me because and and I love that Marvel Studios is aware of all of the people like me that know the comic story and they don't want that to spoil the experience so it's yeah. constantly changing things up and but but i will say to what i was texting you about i mean of the last several decades that scarlet witch story was maybe like the most especially like the the, the mid-2000s like the most definitive moment in marvel comics because it like really shook up a lot of stuff like with her because it, it it explores how powerful she actually is and what happens when a person like that becomes unhinged. Like if you can actually alter reality, 
what it looks like when you suffer this loss and how you would cope with that. And it totally changed the entire Marvel Comics universe, really for like the better part of a decade. Oh. It's really, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting run. So I'm curious to see how how the MCU might deal with that and with those themes. I am on record right now saying that is up my alley. Like that's my scene right there. Like yep. deal with the events of Endgame still so much so that because she lost vision, she's gone crazy. Oh, yep. count me down. Now oh, yeah. regarding Loki, I know our audience is going to love it because we have a lot of Tom Hiddleston fans in here. And I, I right, love, right, right. I love Loki as a character. I love Tom Hiddleston as an actor, but I'm on the record with that saying like, I am so hesitant about this because yeah. I just so much loved infinity war and Endgame, And I just don't want you to start belittling characters by bringing them back. If nobody can ever die, if no one's ever gone, it means the original places where they died and the original stories where they left don't mean as much people. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just really hesitant about how they're going to do this. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible. I just, I'm like dipping my toe in the water. I'm like, oh gosh, please right. let them not reverse the emotional core yeah. of some of those movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so happy with the idea of because I I do love Tom Hiddleston. I think Loki is so one of the one of the more fun characters we have. I'm so happy to just have you know six episodes or whatever it is of of Loki, kind of an alternate realities doing Loki stuff. I if he does come back in a meaningful permanent way. I mean cuz we've also talked about how he's supposed to be in Doctor Strange 2, which implies that he probably will interact with our main characters to some degree, which I'm even still kind of iffy about, but if he comes back to the main fold in a permanent way, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. Because not only does it sort of negate some of the emotional core, it negates like Thanos's you know, kind of epic line in that scene in Infinity War. And so it, it, it would just, I don't know, it, it would be, I, it's hard for me to imagine that they would go to the trouble of making that scene feel so intensely permanent and then undo that within, you know, two years. But we'll see. One of the reasons I wanted to do this catching up episode is just because, well, one, we have Civil War next week, which for you and I has oh been <laughs> the biggest the biggest circled movie of all of them, of all the circled movies to get to. So we wanted to kind of build a little bit of anticipation and we'll get to that a little bit later. But also there's just quite a few random things that I need to talk to you about, Robbie, that don't really yeah. fit into one episode. So I'm just throwing them all together, okay? Uh, so when Robbie and I started this podcast, we knew the timing would kind of work out to where if we rewatch these movies about once a week-ish, we'd kind of be finishing right in 2020 when all the new stuff was coming out, Black Widow, the Disney Plus right. shows. Right. And I'm excited to get there, Robbie, because that will be the first time we've ever had new movies and shows release while we were doing this podcast. So that would be a different step for us. But so kind of transitioning off that though, Robbie, I have one leftover I wanted to address from Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of feedback about one specific scene in Doctor Strange and how it relates to our timing of our rewatch order. We rewatched Doctor Strange before Civil War for a lot of reasons that I'm going to let Robbie get into in a second here. But one place where it kind of potentially has a little hiccup is while he's driving his car early in the movie, Doctor Strange gets a phone call. And the phone call is a person offering him some new high-profile patients. And he says something to the effect of, there's a ex-military general who has sustained what spinal injury, correct? Right. Using experimental tech? Right. 
I think that's the line. An experimental suit, I think. An experimental suit. Now, there's been theories online that that is maybe referring to Rhodey after his accident from Civil War. Basically, we decided that that's not the case because of Scott Derrickson, right, Rob? Right, right. So that was something that a lot of people picked up on. It does feel like a weirdly specific comment that would be a shout out to Rhodey. Well, um, I also want to say, I think it would be really fun if that was the case. If that right. was a true thing, it would be fun for me. You know how I love the interconnectedness of all right, this. Right, right. But when asked point blank about that, Scott Derrickson said, no, it is not a reference to Rhodey, a.k.a. War Machine. Well, and here's where I want to add that we don't have a correct answer. It's not like we're 100% right on this. But what's so interesting to me is, in our Age of Ultron spoilers continued episode, we just talked about how I'm not going to take any of the directors jumping on air and saying something as canon. I can't because there's too many differing opinions. So it's just kind of funny that like now we're taking the director's opinion that this is not that. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's interesting because you have to wonder why. I mean, that like I said, it's such a specific phrase that almost sounds like it was maybe meant to be and then there was a conversation with with Kevin Feige and they decided against it after the fact or something like I don't but it, it does feel like such a clear shout out that said it feels a lot like the Winter Soldier scene where they're going over the potential targets right, remember right. that a valid victory and you're like you're kind of searching who could that be now on the other hand I mean I don't know that you would at this point in the Marvel Universe you know I feel like War Machine is kind of He's not an Avenger, but he's he's known, and I don't know if you would refer to it um, as as experimental, like an experimental battle suit, and it, it, like I, you know, from the yes. other perspective, like and you would so, say, War Machine, the Avenger, right, is probably what right, you would say. right, or like you know, someone in the Iron Man armor, or, or, or you know, because at this point, like this stuff is pretty known in the MCU, and so what I would wonder is and people online have kind of uh, postulated whether it's actually a reference to the test pilot in the in the hammer <laughs> version of the Iron Man suit in the beginning of Iron Man 2 who like you know you see turn around and scream cuz the thing breaks um and that would be kind of That's fun. Just kind and of funny. Yeah. you know, I mean, and this idea, which it, it would also make sense, like if the guy's just been paralyzed and he's been looking for different surgeons that would be able to to work on it. So it's not it's not like it has to have just happened in but the moment. For all those people that wrote Robbie and I, one point of clarification is whether this is roadie or not, we choose to think it's not. But even if you did, if you can get past that, I think Doctor Strange works better pre-Civil War. What Robbie and I are trying to do is give more time in between Ultron and Civil War. Because in Ultron, the team is so together, right? And I want to believe that they're still out there like doing stuff for longer to set up that they can fall apart, right? If like we see them full power and then the next movie is them falling apart, that doesn't work to me. Yep. I totally agree. The longer we can make it, the better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and and technically, you know, there are dates out there. I think Marvel Studios at one point says that Doctor Strange takes place between the years 2016 and 2017. And so there are all these other MCU movies that take place in shorter periods of time, kind of within all of the time covered by Doctor Strange. Right, Um, Doctor Strange is unique that way because we get like a multi-year story. So in in release order, because I don't think we really talked about this, Doctor Strange actually immediately followed Civil War. 
Um, and so I think Civil War came out in, in May or something, and Doctor Strange came out that November. A lot of people in their rewatch orders will place Doctor Strange way down, like immediately prior to Thor Ragnarok because of the stinger scene there. And I don't like either of those. One, because I really like in our rewatch, the way we have it structured is kind of, you know, after Age of Ultron, we're ramping up to Civil War. And then after Civil War, everything deals with some level of, like all those next three movies deal with some level of the Civil War fallout. Then we jump up to uh, Thor Ragnarok, which leads perfectly into, into Infinity War. But having it then before Thor Ragnarok, which is what other people do, I feel it kind of cheapens Doctor Strange by doing that thing that Kyle and I tend to not like, where you introduce a character just in time to have them show up somewhere else, just because I think we're supposed to get the sense that Doctor Strange has been operating in the background and getting a lot better by the time we see him again in Infinity War. And since Ragnarok takes place right before Infinity War, I don't like the idea of like Doctor Strange, then Doctor Strange and Ragnarok, then Doctor Strange and Infinity War, because to me it would lessen the the training and the acclimation that I think we're supposed to understand has happened. Because I mean, like the way right. we see him using his powers in Infinity War is well beyond what we see him do in Doctor Strange. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, I totally agree. So that's that's kind of been my rationale. But I, I think most, one, we've always said we're never sticking firmly to a chronological thing. Our, our list is largely chronological, but I really do love the way Phase 3 watches this way because I think Doctor Strange is a good introduction to what the phase is going to feel like as a whole. Um, but I really love that ramp up and then the whole little Civil War section and then moving into the final Avengers films from there, so... That's my no that's my two cents. So that phone call's not roadie, everybody. Back off. <laughs> that's our order. Unless you like really want it to be, and then we don't want to rob you of that joy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of kidding. I'm only half kidding, to be honest. Only half kidding. Um, okay, moving on. I keep this just chugging along here. Boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom. Okay, so speaking of ramping up into civil war, oh gosh, next week is gonna be so <laughs> monumental for us. But I just have to emphasize this. Please go back and listen to the previous episodes. Please go back and watch the movies. Yes. It will be for you, not for our sake, for your sake. We want yep. you to see them again with fresh eyes, hear them with fresh ears. Trust me. Yep. Especially before it. this next movie. But especially before this next episode, catch yep. up because Civil War is going to be epic next week. And this kind of is going to start a point where... Robbie and I are just not going to give a crap about how long these episodes go, okay? <laughs> For a long time, we were trying to keep it under 40 minutes, and then we're like, no, we got to keep it under an hour. And when it comes to Civil War next week, prepare yourselves, people. <laughs> just prepare. Six-hour episode, minimum. <laughs> minimum. <laughs> but no, I, I don't want this to become a Saga So Far episode because it's not an Avengers movie, but... It's important, I think, for people to kind of like remember all those things we've been talking about in those past episodes of these motivations for these characters and what they're doing and why it's leading up to this point in yeah. Civil War. So that's why I kind of want you to review, you know? Oh, definitely. I think in, in a lot of ways, this is the culmination. I mean, I, we've said this at different points, but I think more so even than, than Age of Ultron or the Avengers, this is the culmination of a lot of seeds that have been planet. I mean, a lot of people refer to this as like Avengers 2.5, and I don't think that that's really inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, you said that funny. I also <laughs> don't think that is inaccurate. I think that's very <laughs> accurate, and which is part of the reason why I love it so much. So, all right. So that's next week. 
I also think, Rob, we should update our listeners on where we currently stand on our rankings. I know they've shifted right. a lot. I know we've given you a hard time a lot about it. <laughs> I saw a couple people in the feedback section and some emails message us giving you a hard time about that in an email. So Kyle and I have inspired listeners to make fun of you in your rankings, which is fun. Wow. Um, my wife loved the Doctor Strange episode where you were so offended by your score <laughs> and I can't get that on my head and it just makes me so happy. So anyways, I think we should update people kind of okay. where we stand with That's the fair. movies we've seen thus far. That's fair. That's fair. I I feel like I, you know, I can't win here. People tell me that my rankings are inflated. Then they tell me that they're too low. The highs are too high. The lows are too low. It's all too the close together. The highs were never too high. You keep saying that. I don't think that. My highs are higher than you. Well, it's but, just that you're shifted up, Robbie. That's all. Maybe. I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> and also your rankings are very good. At this point, it's just fun to make fun of you. That's all. I look. I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying my best to just please our listeners here. So you know, I'm. I'm. I'm open to constructive criticism with my rankings. That said, it is hilarious to me because my rankings have. And we said this at the very beginning of this uh, season. You know, we. Uh, <laughs> I, I change day to day on some of this stuff. So I'll find myself going back to the, to the rankings and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Like I should tweak this up or down one, which I know you're not doing, but we've already also established no, I, that, that I you're, do, uh, I do that as well. I just announce it when I did it. Um, but no, I, I, <laughs> I feel you that some days I just want to watch a different movie. So that kind of changes right. it. So here's mine with the movies we've watched so far. Okay. Number one, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Two, Winter Soldier. Three, Iron Man. Four, The Avengers, if you remember I made that edit. And that uh -huh. is currently the end of my tier one. Okay. Top of tier two, Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. Then Doctor Strange. Guardians 2, Iron Man 3. That is the end of tier two. Okay. Then tier three, Iron Man 2, Cap 1, <laughs> um, Captain, Captain Marvel, Wow, Ant-Man, Thor Dark World, Thor 1, and Hulk. Wow. So you okay. go now. <laughs> I can't even say Captain America 1 in Tier 3 without laughing. I, I, <laughs> I may need to go back hurts. and adjust that. It hurts me too. That's the thing. Like those other ones, it's fun for me to put in tier three. <laughs> Captain America, it hurts me to do that. So I might adjust that. So just stand by on that Captain America score that we've always argued about. Your Fair. turn. Okay, I appreciate that. I, I One thing that I'm noticing here before I, I list mine is, is I think my tier three, maybe unsurprisingly, is smaller than yours. Like I think I only have six movies in my tier three. Yeah, totally. My tier three and two line kind of changes a little bit and kind of blurs as we go. So don't freak out about that, but let me hear yours. <laughs> okay. So ours for the first bit is, is pretty similar here. My number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Two is Captain America Winter Soldier. Then the Avengers, then Iron Man. So we have a swap there. Then Avengers Age of Ultron. Captain America, the first Avenger. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Iron Man 3, then Captain Marvel, then Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Thor the Dark World, Iron Man 2, Thor, and The Incredible Hulk. 
So really, our biggest difference, I think, always will be, is Doctor Strange and Captain America, even more than Captain Marvel. Because Captain America is where we really have it swapped. And Doctor Strange is like, what? We're separated by five movies there. Right. So that's about as big as it gets. Yeah, and, you know, I'm holding out hope for you on Cap 1. I think one day you'll see the light. I'm I'm tempted to change it, Robbie. I can't believe I'm going against everything I believed in, and now I'm tempted to change it, but I'm thinking about it. Okay, but guys, we are so excited about next week's Civil War. It's going to be awesome. We are so excited about the new Disney Plus shows and the Black Widow movie. Going to be awesome as well. Yes, this is the era that I think Kyle and I have been the most excited to get into, beginning with Civil War. Um, and we are so grateful for you guys for listening along with us. We've had so much fun and we're really excited, not just for the movies that are coming, but also like what Kyle said earlier for the shows coming after this. So we cannot thank you enough. Think about what we have left, Robbie. Civil oh, War, man. Black Panther, Homecoming, uh, Ant-Man the Wasp, Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame and Far From Home. Yes. It's insane. But we are also excited about the fact that we have a brand new website. Yes. So yay. <laughs> uh, you can find all of our social media uh, and podcast links in one place. Finally, it is the FFWpodcast.com. Repeat the FFWpodcast.com, Kyle. So you can still go. <laughs> to any of the social media and hit us up like you have been doing. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever. And it's actually called Apple Music now, Robbie, not iTunes. I keep saying that. Hashtag early 2000s. (laughs) Um, Keep telling your friends about the podcast. Go back, catch up on episodes. But now, if any of that gets confusing to you or you just want to contact us in a different way, you can go to the FFWpodcast.com and it's all there. Yay. And what's awesome is if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, oh man, Civil War is coming up soon and I have a lot of catching up to do, no worries. You can go to our website and there's a whole rewatch page that shows exactly the order, what we've already watched, what we still have to watch. So it's really easy, easier than ever for you to get caught up and get on the same page with us there. Also, if you've just been listening to this podcast and you're like, who are these people I'm listening to? We have a handy little about page on the website. Oh, you can see what you can we look put a like. Face, you can put a face with a name. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry ahead of time, but. Yes. Agreed. We chose two <laughs> Very intense photos of us in cool jackets. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, also, special thank you to Candace Earl for putting our website together. We are very yes. grateful for her doing that. Absolutely. And so thank you again from Robbie and I, and we'll see you next time on Friends from Work. Friends from Work.